0: An epic bird's nest of hippie hair, purple pants, and blue suede shoes, a pretty average gear for a member of the Jimi Hendrix experience. But the outfit would still get the band's bass player, Noel Redding, noticed on the streets of Clonakilty in the 1970s. We heard last time from drummer Les Sampson about the rock and roll world Redding left behind when he moved to Ireland. This time we'll listen to some of the voices of Redding's friends and collaborators in the Clonacilty years, from the time he first escaped to West Cork to his death in 2003. But how did he end up in West Cork? That's bound to be a good story
1: it's very humdrum. He phoned up an estate agent and he asked what what places were available. One came up in West Cork. I'd love if that was a more mysterious or mystical (laughs) tale to tell. You know, but his story doesn't need any more mystery and and poetry really. But yeah, no, it was a simple property transaction on the basis that they were looking for somewhere where they could live cheaply, live organically. They kept animals, they made jam, they tried all sorts of different kind of miniature agricultural businesses to keep themselves going during the 70s and things like that. And they fitted in quite well. Like, with a lot of Bohemians moved into West Cork.
2: He was a very small, thin man, and he ate very little. But they grew loads of pumpkins. I'd never seen a pumpkin in my life. I mean, you know, I grew up in West Cork. And then they started growing pumpkins. They grew courgettes, tomatoes, potatoes, anything. They were very, very self-sufficient, you know. But that Carl was. Noel followed along with it. He
3: looked every inch a rock star when he... Came into a premises, you know, or even walking down the street, he he stood out from the crowd.
1: Like a lot of people in the early 70s, you know, there was a turn away from the urban was part of the hippie movement. Uh, so he wanted to be able to be in a place where he could uh, play professional music with brilliant professional musicians and brilliant amateur musicians, as you can anywhere in World learned. And he talks about getting into West Cork and suddenly feeling a much more lively, vivid experience of of his life being out into all the weather's, you know, that you're exposed to when you're living in a kind of a rickety old place uh, out in the of West Cork, you know, so very, very different to New York.
3: Noel, like, had a couple of collaborations with different groups locally, like uh, the fiddle player Vince Millen and Paddy Keenan. The psychedelic kind of rock of Hendrix is what people might know him best for, but he, he had so many other interests as well, and in particular, rock and roll. The whole set, really, there was Bebop-A-Luba,
4: Summertime Blues, love the one you're with. Noel would sing the vocals, you know, full repertoire, and, you know, all these the all the classics, you know, he'd... He'd strut him out, it was great. He
1: could play psychedelic stuff, he could play experimental stuff, he could play jazz stuff, it kind of, he played folk, he played in a folk band in West Cork, but mostly he'd be known for kind of bluesy rock and roll, you know, classic 50s and 60s rock and roll. And then kind of a bit of outlaw country as well. You know, so yeah, that kind of a mix, that kind of entertaining the the beer belly people on a Sunday afternoon, having a good crack.
3: He was earning his living in the eighties. He played in Shanleys a lot, then he sort of moved on from there, and then in the nineties he established himself in the bars on a Friday night. In his nature, he was quite careful anyway. You know, Noel used to keep a diary every day. If he came in Shanleys to have a a, a, a glass of. Heineken, he wouldn't have a pint. He wasn't a pint man, but he'd, he'd, he'd have a glass. I think he might have another glass of Heineken. But he'd make a note of it, said, had had two glasses of Heineken here, went up to the bars and had a, a drink there. He'd come into his gig and he'd finish his gig and he'd go home. But then during the week, Noel was always one that would come into
0: Clonacilty, do his bit of shopping, and he'd have this famous Swift Half where he'd come into the bar
3: and have a glass of Heineken or a glass of
0: Murphy's, as the case may be.
3: For the kids there, when they came 18 and they could go to pubs, like, it was just normal that Noel Reading Place in the bars every Friday night or back in the 80s that he plays in Chanley's and they'd all check him out. In the early 90s when I was
0: working in the bar one Friday night as we did and Noel played and Mitch Mitchell was around for a little while, he's been some six or eight months in the area and so Mitch was playing with Noel but there was George, Big George I think we used to call him, he was from America but he played, and he was a huge guitarist, dead on a Hendrix set. So you had Mitch on drums, Noel on bass, For someone of my age and my interest in music, to be able to say I saw two of the Hendrix uh, experience belting it out in front of my eyes. I suppose years later, thinking back, it was...
4: All part of what he said to us the first thing, like, keep your foot tapping. The foot would always be tapping. He would be a backbone. The whole band could be going in all directions. And he was the rock, which, I mean, listening to Hendrix, you'll see that, you know, he, like, he held it together.
1: Noel played a huge role in influencing people to take up music in West Cork, but he mostly taught them by example. The Barrows became a kind of a, a, a kind of a university of the folk arts, if you like.
4: I would confidently say, like, he's he's left the town. He's ma- He's made it what it is today, artistically and musically. there were so many seeds scattered and you know it's still evolving
1: the great thing about him was the hospitableness he showed towards other musicians and some of those people were really really famous musicians you know Uh, eric bell from tin lizzie and you know david bowie you know Uh, i have to uh, you know i'm just amazed (laughs) that david Bowie was playing in claudic guilty of the late 80s. but then he's only one of the one of a long list of similar names
3: back in the 80s there was very very little sort of I thought interest in in Hendrix and Noel. It wasn't until the nineties when uh, Grunge and Nirvana and Perajama and and that era and the nineties took off that the the the, the currency of, of Jimi Hendrix and the, and the Jimi Hendrix experience really exploded. And I found that Noel was traveling a lot more. He was he was over to the stage a lot more. He's working with guys from the spin doctors and Dyson Bon Jovi, and he was going to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame awards and this and that, working with Pete Towns and stuff like that. So the currency of, 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 of all that came right up.
2: Carol Appleby, Noel's partner, died in 1990. They'd been playing a gig up in Cork City and they were coming out of the venue and a car crashed into the back of them. And in those days, it was, you know, they had the amps literally in the back seat and she hit her head off the amp. And yeah, she died. So that's, that was just one of the greatest tragedies of all our lives.
1: At his funeral, somebody turned around and said Noel died of the 60s, you know, even though it was 33 years after the 60s had finished. It was 2003.
2: He wanted an Irish funeral as opposed to, you know, a disconnected... He wanted the whole wake, the whole shebang. So we gave it to him.
4: I suppose the the last gig was his funeral. You know, we we had a great three-day session in the bar, in the barras, and, like, I remember with all the... Everybody was in such shell-shock. With all this going on, nobody thought of the music for the service. So it was like all of a sudden panic to, you know, to get Steve Housen and myself. We, I think we played in the church. I played piano. To my surprise, they called on Donovan. So he walked up to church, tapped me on the shoulder as he was passing and said, Catch the wind in G.
3: You know, down in Clonacilty, you've got a statue of Michael Collins, which was unveiled maybe 20 years ago now. You know, I suppose having something there for Noel, you know, whether it would be a a, a street, the Noel Redding park or something i think that would be really nice because uh, he, he brought music to the place certainly
0: we heard there the voices of dave lorden olive finn martin kingston ray blackwell john fitzgerald bill shanley and dear meadow sullivan and you can hear more of those voices in this week's culture file weekly saturday six thirty p.m here on rte lyric fm and in your culture file podcast feed